0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Well, the Ravens brought in a free agent wide receiver for a visit but it's not exactly the guy that fans have been clamoring for.
2: And meanwhile, Marlon Humphrey once again threw on his recruiting hat for a player who could make much more waves, but is Marlon's assistance a good or bad thing?
1: I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Tuesday, March 21st, and this is your morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault.
2: So legendary columnist Peter King certainly didn't mince words in his latest piece that detailed the market or lack thereof for Lamar Jackson. More on his thoughts just ahead.
1: Plus, everyone is anxiously anticipating Lamar Jackson's exclusive interview, including national media pundits who are now speculating exactly what it is that number eight wants to get off his chest.
2: Yeah, we have all that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. All right, Sarah, we know this well, that this fan base has been clamoring for a wide receiver, but it wasn't all that happy when it heard about which receiver Baltimore reportedly hosted on a recent free agent visit.
1: Yeah, Bobby, as far as I can tell, this fan base right now is just in a collective depression with the never-ending Lamar Jackson contract saga. And listen, hearing that Baltimore hosted 29-year-old Nelson Aguilar on a free agent visit, that wasn't exactly the news to boost spirits. And that's partially because he's just never reached a 900-yard season during his eight-year career. Uh, he did come close once in 2020 when he notched 896 yards with a solid eight touchdowns to go along with it. And that's why when he was a free agent coming out of that 2021 20, season, he was able to get a decent two-year contract from New England that was worth $22 million.
2: Well, let's begin there then. How did his stint with the Patriots go? Did you dig into the numbers at all?
1: I I, I went to actually some sources of people that have been Uh, Watching him and one of those is dakota randall. He covers the team For the new england sports network and I wanted to get his perspective. Here's here's what he said quote The veteran receiver didn't live up to his contract during his two seasons in new england agalore's disappointing performance in 2021 was excusable as he was learning a new offense and he had to develop chemistry with then rookie quarterback mac jones However, this season saw Aguilar suffer from the same issues that have plagued him throughout his career, including drops and inconsistent route running. By the end of 2022, he was battling for the fourth spot on the Patriots receiver depth chart. Aguilar delivered a few big plays for the Patriots, but not nearly enough to warrant a significant role. Close quote.
2: Yeah. I mean, no wonder this fan base isn't super excited, right? Like The Ravens are looking for a true number one, or at least somebody who could hold his own playing on the other side of Rashad Bateman in 2023. And if Eric DaCosta were to sign Aguilar, and we don't know if that's going to happen or not, it would have to be as a depth piece, right? Like a Demarcus Robinson or a Sammy Watkins. Uh, But anyway, Sarah, just to dive in a bit more on what Dakota touched on, you said he mentioned drops.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that is not... A word you want to hear when we're talking about wide receiver free agents. But, Bobby, fair or not, that is the reputation that Aguilar has garnered. Now, probably one of the most memorable commentaries on this topic was from a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Because remember, it was Philly that drafted him back in 2015, and he played there for five years. All right, so anyway, this is wild. This Eagles fan literally saved children's lives from a burning apartment and when he was telling a local television station about what had happened somehow aguilar took some stray bullets
3: i seen a guy hanging out the window you know screaming that his kids was in there and things like that so I, I ran to the back door see if it was open and it was i ran upstairs and then i was greeted with smoke i ran back downstairs by that time the ladder truck was pulling up and ironically being my one of my uh, old co-workers took the ladder off the off the truck, raised it up, and was assisting people down. My man just started throwing babies out the window. Wow. We was catching them, unlike Aguilar.
2: Honestly, only in Philadelphia, Sarah. That literally is one of my favorite clips on the internet, and it's just ageless. It's so good on so many levels. But uh, to be fair, Aguilar's drops might be a bit exaggerated. However, the criticism surrounding them isn't without merit. His worst year in terms of drops was in 2020. He finished with a 6.1% drop rate, which at the time ranked 40th in the NFL. Not great, but not the worst either. Now, Ravens fans also might remember a different play when he didn't technically drop a pass, but he did fumble a football when Kyle Hamilton, a rookie in Kyle Hamilton, came from behind and did his version of Marlon Humphrey's signature punch out. Remember that in the opening month of the year?
1: Oh, I remember it. I remember it. And, by the way, speaking of Marlon Humphrey, there's my segue, Bobby. That brings me to one other free agent wide receiver update. Now, Obviously, we've covered in Monday's episode about how Odell Beckham Jr. continues to be reportedly connected to the Ravens. It's just a report that keeps coming up that Baltimore is pursuing him. Well, here comes Marlon. He put on his recruiting hat Monday afternoon and tweeted, quote, OBJ looks like a Raven to me is all I'm saying, close quote.
2: Sarah, I think it goes without saying that based on Marlon's recruiting track record, this is not a good sign for those who want OBJ in Baltimore. We got a lot of love for Marlo, but he is a much better cornerback than he is a recruiter. And I mean that with all love.
1: It is all love, and it's just hilarious to think about the irony behind this one because let's not forget that Marlon and OBJ got into a scuffle a few years back when Odell was still at the Browns. The two guys got locked up with OBJ grabbing Marlon's face mask, and Marlon grabbed onto OBJ's jersey, and then he body-slammed him over his leg. And when they both went to the ground, it Marlon appeared to be choking OBJ, but I think it was more just the hand placement because – his hands were still clinching onto his jersey, and I think it just slipped up to that neck area. I don't think Marlon was actually trying to choke him. But anyway, it's just crazy to think that these two were literally fighting, and now it's Marlon who's trying to recruit him. And I don't know, getting into a fight might not be the best recruiting tactic. You know, just hindsight's twenty twenty here. But hey, Bobby, maybe there's a nice story at the end of all of this. Maybe these two make up and become teammates because remember – Marlon did already apologize immediately after their fight.
0: Marlon, from your perspective, what happened in the exchange with Beckham? Um, did you see the game? Yeah. Then well, you can just take it. Tell exactly what happened. Before.
2: Yeah, you can just take it um, how it is. Um, I, I ran to him after the game uh, and apologized. Um, it's not really what you know the brand of football really want to represent. And you know, the whistle blows. You know, it's got to be over with. So. You know, it got
0: got my team a flag, so it's never good when you're getting a flag. And um, it's not really the Like I said, it's not the brand I want to represent. So um, I was happy I was able to talk to him after the game.
2: And still to come here on the vault, Carolina Panthers general manager Scott Fitterer made a bold Lamar statement on Monday. So stay tuned for that.
1: All right, Bobby, so NBC's Peter King shed some light on Lamar Jackson's market as we quickly approach one full week since number eight officially became available for business.
2: Yeah, and Sarah, it's been borderline crickets. Like, here's a line that kind of backs that up, and this one stood out to me the most, probably from King's piece. Quote, today is the sixth day teams are allowed to negotiate a contract with Jackson, and there are not even quiet rumors that any team is doing so, close quote. And Sarah, I believe that. Miami just officially picked up Tua's fifth-year option as a Dolphin. The Jets are just trying to figure out trade compensation with Green Bay to secure Aaron Rodgers. Daniel Jones got his extension from the Giants. Tampa Bay's riding with Baker Mayfield for a year. Perhaps that's a bridge quarterback. Who knows? Maybe more if he does well. Vegas locked in Jimmy Garoppolo. Atlanta seems committed to its Desmond Ritter experiment for the time being. Carolina and Houston pick first and second in this year's draft, respectively, and they both need quarterbacks. The Colts signed Gardner Minshew last week and on the fourth overall pick in the draft. I mean, could Tennessee be a sleeper team? I doubt it. I mean, Sarah, the market is dwindling by the minute.
1: Yeah, it sure is. And it makes you wonder, and it actually has Peter King wondering. Peter King suggested this, that maybe Lamar would consider taking a shorter-term contract as he implied, is on the table in Baltimore. Remember with his last tweet last week. So if that were to be the case, he'd hit free agency again at 29, and he would have pocketed around $44 million per season over three years, which is what he suggested on Twitter when saying that they offered $133 million fully guaranteed over that time. But Bobby, I saw Panthers general manager Scott Fitterer make some headlines Monday during his press conference. Catch us up to speed there.
2: Yeah, so he was asked point blank about the idea of acquiring Lamar, and this was his response.
0: You guys ever interested in Lamar? Uh, like anything, like you always have a conversation, uh, but uh, we were looking, he's a great option. There's a really expensive option, but uh, we're focused on more of the draft picks at this point.
2: And Sarah, they better be focused on their draft picks, right? Like let's not forget what they gave up to Chicago in order to acquire this year's first overall selection in the first place. The number nine overall pick the 61st pick a first round pick next year in 2024, a second round pick in 2025. And then I think what we all probably agree on is a number one wide receiver esque kind of guy in DJ Moore. So I'm taking Fitterer at face value in large part due to this all-out haul. They have a specific player in mind, and they went all out to be in a position to draft him first overall. So as far as I'm concerned, the Carolina Panthers have exited the Lamar Jackson group chat, if you will. So it's been about three days since Lamar Jackson posted a teaser to an exclusive interview with himself. And of course, count us among those that are refreshing his YouTube page, but not a yet, not a yet,
1: nothing, nothing. And Bobby, we're not the only ones checking it out. Uh, And it's also not just Ravens fans either. When a 26 year old former MVP is sitting there unsigned, it's obviously going to catch the attention of national media. Also, so here's former Ravens tight end and undisputed host Shannon Sharp speculating on what Lamar might say.
3: I'm not really sure, Jan. Um, the thing is, Skip, is the, is he going to have a reporter there to ask him impartial questions? Is he going to take questions? I mean, what is, it, is he just going to be speaking into a camera on his YouTube channel saying, this is where I oh, am, guys. Man. This is what I'm thinking. Is he going to say, well, this is what they offer me. I'm going to be honest. This is what they offered these were the terms of the deal. This much was fully guaranteed. These were some of the total guarantees. It was this uh, length and uh, this uh, length of time of the contract: three years, four years. I don't know. Um, that so I, I really don't know the, which direction he's going to go in. It's just that he wants to use his platform to get his information out because it seems to me that Lamar feels like the Ravens. Or someone is putting out misinformation, 133 million totally, fully guaranteed, $200 million Mm -hmm. in in total value. And Lamar says that's not true. I'm not trying to read into the tweets who needs a? because I think he said 100 million, 133 million, fully guaranteed, who needs an agent laughing. So I I really don't know where to go with this, Kip. I just know that he hadn't spoken to reporters in three and a half months. He stopped speaking early December. And he really haven't had anything to say since then. So I'm sure a lot of people are going to tune in just to hear what he has to say.
1: Yeah, you know, I agree with Shannon. It does feel like Lamar has some stuff to get off of his chest. He hasn't spoken, you know, outside of some tweets since early December. And it feels like because he is so quiet, Bobby, that everyone almost wants to speak for him. Both his detractors and his most diehard fans try to speak for him now. I'm not as hopeful as Shannon is that he'll get into details of the negotiating process or what he's seeking. And I say that just because his teaser was a little more low key and he's typically not wanted to invite people into his business decisions, but Hey, he did break that mold last week with those tweets. So we'll see. And also, you know, while I will 1000% be happy to actually hear from Lamar himself, and I'll be happy that he'll have a chance to talk about what he wants to talk about. He gets to sen- set that agenda. But I guess I, I feel like at the end of the day, I do wonder how much it pushed negotiations forward. And, you know, I doubt it will, because no matter what he says, it will always come back to one stalemate, and that's fully guaranteed money. So an interview, that's not going to break that stalemate, and we might be back right where we started before he speaks. Here's Shannon again.
3: He wants at least $200 in fully guaranteed contracts. Now I don't know if that's you know, Deshaun got what 230. But I, I I'm thinking yep. he wants at least two hundred fully guaranteed. And I don't think I don't think the Ravens were ever willing to go there. Given his injury history, skip the last two years, Lamar Jackson has not completed the season. That's not, not a good look <clears throat> when you could skip. How is it that you go into your boss's office and say you want a raise? where the last three weeks you haven't been to work. That's a tough sell. In the game of football, the last two years, and this year, Skip, they were they were leading yeah. the division. By two games, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I, I'm anxious to see. I'm going to tune in because I want to hear what he has to say um, as far as what what's going on. How does he feel about the Ravens? How about that situation? The contract situation? Has he heard from any teams? Will, uh, how will he? Will he be to leave the Ravens, the only place, the only team that he's ever played for? That's all I got, Skip.
2: And before we fly, some other quick news items, beginning with this from former Super Bowl-winning Packers wide receiver James Jones who popped on Kay Adams' show recently.
0: You think
3: Lamar is going to be visiting Jimmy Seafood next, yeah, next year? Will he stay in Baltimore? <laughs> he better. I mean, if, if for that city, for Coach Harbaugh and everybody that's over there in Baltimore, I mean, Lamar Jackson is the Baltimore Ravens. He is Baltimore. I don't want to see him play anywhere else. I truly believe this is something that they have to get done. I mean, what, what I'm hearing they're going to do on the offensive side of the ball, spread this thing out, kind of what Lamar Jackson, did in college at Louisville, three wide. If you want to use your legs to make plays, make plays. They're going to get you some receivers on the outside to go to work with. Lamar Jackson is Baltimore. I think he will be in a Baltimore Ravens uniform. They are not letting him out of there, and I think that's the best place for him to be. In other news,
2: former Ravens defensive back and special teams standout Anthony Levine Sr. has left the organization to become an assistant special teams coach for the Titans. Cocap worked under John Harbaugh last season as a scouting and coaching assistant, but in one way or another, he had been affiliated with the Ravens for a decade. And finally, Roger Goodell and NFL owners are expected to finalize a multi year contract extension for the commissioner at next week's owners' meetings in Phoenix.
1: Thanks for listening to The Morning Vault. We create our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms at patreon.com forward slash Ravens vault podcast. Now, as you know, we've been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation. So with your membership support, You'll help us keep churning out Daily Ravens content for years to come.
2: And a special shout out to two of our returning patrons, Bill Justice and Toey Ferry. We appreciate you guys for believing in what we're building here on the channel. We'd also love to hear from everyone, whether you're a patron or not, with comments, questions, or if you'd ever be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And that is all the time we've got today, but be sure to submit your submissions for our monthly Q&A mailbag episode, which is coming out later this week.